It's February 23rd, 2023, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Well, hello again, everyone. We have returned. Imagine that. Um, we're actually trying to keep on some sort of schedule. That's that's well, you know, at least well, it's, I guess it's the first of the year, so so we're we're doing good so far. But it is that time of year that we always kind of circle back around to talk with Matthew a little bit about parenting because I cannot believe this. The twins are four. And I don't know what happened or where the time went. Oh gosh, yeah, no, I, yeah, the you slept, you slept since since they were born, right? I think so, but you know, there was I had one night during the the ice storm that we got just recently, where Faye was actually got stuck at her mom's um, and and didn't feel safe driving back, so they they came back the next day but i had so i had that evening to myself and that was the the with nobody in the house that was actually the first night i feel like i just kind of my mind unclenched because i didn't have to be on alert for something like i didn't have to like i there wasn't like this passive alarm system that i i had running while i was sleeping just in case one of the kids fell out of bed or or needed something or or whatever the case may be and and that was the first night I actually got like a good night's sleep it it was i i <laughs> when they the, the first time they got out of the house and it was just me and i was like okay <laughs> it, but it was really weird just feeling that unclenching of of that just extra just extra sense of you know, where are the kids? What are they doing? I need to be monitoring the situation so they don't kill themselves type thing. It was it was really weird, but really cool. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I would imagine every parent has had that same experience, hopefully at least once. But, but yeah, that weird sensation of you're alone in the house and it's like, wow, this is, this is, I, I get weirded out when, when James isn't home, you know, I'm, I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself and, and there's no other person to, to ask, okay, what do you want to do or what do you want to eat? Or the only thing I have to contend with is a dog. So kind of a different experience, but I can, I can totally see that happening. The, the whole idea of that sort of one ear open in case the kid falls out of bed or, or gets up in the middle of the night and gets into trouble of some sort. My, I, when I was a kid, I used to get up and steal food out of the fridge for, for a while. And they had to eventually. I think rope off the fridge, like the rope the handles together, so I couldn't get in it. But but yeah, I mean, it was it's. I can imagine having that having that break. Well, one of the things I I really wanted to ask you about because you are six months or so into your business, and I think this definitely is a parenting thing. But how are you? Do you find yourself doing things differently now that you have? I want to say a bigger responsibility because I, I really do think it is. It's your business. You are much, you, it's your business and your fault if it's not working. So I think there's that bigger responsibility, but how do you sort of balance that with the typical parenting stuff? Do you find yourself maybe working later in the evening once I've gone to bed? Cause you've, you've already worked from home. So you're used to that aspect of it, but is there anything else that's changed? 
it's kind of like adding a third kid to the situation is the way that I'm kind of thinking about it right now. Because of course, of course, the, the, the twins are their own hurricane on wheels that, you know, you just, you see coming, but you're still like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then, and then I go and decide, oh yeah, let's, let's open up a business. And, and, and it, it brings me back to the very beginning. It's, it's constant attention. If you leave it alone for any amount of time, it's going to crash and burn and do its own thing. And, and you, and you have to be there to be constantly feeding it, taking care of it, making sure that things get done. So it's it's kind of like I did add a third kid to the situation, and that and the, the the kid that I didn't even know how to name, <laughs> right? Because I can't, I it took six months to come up with a name. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, I can see that you know that as your your third child, and and very much nurturing it and feeding it and making sure it's okay. And yeah, like you said, doesn't, you know, wander off and burn down kind of thing. Wow. I hadn't, hadn't really, really played into that that way. Interesting. Interesting. So apparently Matthew now has three children instead of two. And I guess this is the younger kid you guys would have had had you opted to, to keep going. But uh, I think you have your, your hands full enough with, with just the two, but I'll take. I will definitely take the the metaphorical child child at this point over a an actual <laughs> one. <laughs> over having one extra, I can I can totally see that. That's that's definitely a thing. But yeah, uh, well, so so one of the other things too is uh, you know, and and as you and I have talked over time and and gone through, I've sort of kind of gone through a lot of stuff of what you're you know, we you and I have talked about what's going on with your kids and taking them for walks and stuff. I know that, that you guys do go to the park a lot because it's close to your house. It's not far for you guys to get there. And I remember one time, actually, I think it was William didn't want to come home and that was a whole other issue. So, so today guys, we thought what we might want to do is, is talk a little bit about playgrounds because they have changed over time and materials have changed over time. It's sort of this constantly evolving area. And, and I won't say architecture, but I guess it is architecture in a way. So, so we want to talk about a little bit about evolution and about what's going on in playground design currently, and then finish up with talking about what I think all of us did as kids. You know, we we built things out of whatever we could find, and so just what are the you know has that really changed any? You know, you, you sort of build with the things you have around you and and have fun with that. But we're but we're going to start. We want to talk about playgrounds really. You know, just right out of the gate because it really is. This change in materials, the cooling strategies, the more sophisticated play structures, and I know Matthew, you were talking about. We were talking about this, and, and you mentioned how when you were a kid, and I always think when you were a kid because I'm like a million years old. But when you were a kid, you had you were sort of in that hybrid between what I had grown up with, which was potentially deadly, <laughs> and I think the the kids now who are probably on a much safer playground. I mean, what, what was the stuff that, that you actually, what was it like being in a playground for you as a kid? Yeah. Like you said, I was, I was in a more transitional phase because I was born right on in the, in between 1989 and 1990. And so I grew up when I was younger, still growing, uh, going to the playgrounds that were 
you know, from the eighties. And, and so these playgrounds were like these massive wooden structures. I mean, the, the only way I can describe them is, is with like almost built by with railroad ties. I mean, cause it was massive wooden structures, big bolts going and holding through, holding the whole structure together. It was a mixture of, of massive wooden structure with uh, stainless steel slides and, and other metal parts mixed in there and, and of course the the wood is great for just climbing on and 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 holding on to in general but the minute you hit that slide especially in texas where in in the summertime it can get above 100 that slide is at least 150 degrees and because it is shiny and metal and you, and so you go down and you're like you cannot touch the sides you are sliding down only on your butt and you just hope that you can get to the bottom and and good luck if you're on if you're on a slide that spirals because boy you're going to hit the sides eventually and that's going to hurt so the materials of of playgrounds in in my early childhood were were more of that massive wood and stainless steel which which didn't work out in 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 a lot of respects also because you know you would come it would it's it was kind of second nature to me to just be picking splinters out of your hands at the end of a, a playground session on one of those. Cause boy, they were kind of brutal on your hands. I, I'm kind of glad I missed that. I think, but I don't know. I think, I think in some instances wood would have been nice. What, what, and, and what, what did playgrounds look like for, for you as a kid? I mean, I think I always go back to everything was metal. I mean, everything was metal. There wasn't any wood. the, the swings were metal chain, metal support structure, that little A-frame kind of support structure thing, black rubber seats for the swings. And I don't think there was anything on that playground that didn't get hot in the summertime. I mean, e- even the thing that you climbed up on to go down the slide, all of that was metal. And sometimes it was covered. You know, the, Typically, a lot of times they had a, a, a cover over it, but the cover over it was metal. So, I mean, there, were, there was just no, and you're right, you know, you go sliding down the slide, and basically, if it's hot enough outside, you're leaving skin behind. And I just, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm honestly amazed we survived that. I do know that there was, at the bottom of the slide, there's always that divot in the ground where kids' feet were hitting, and water would always puddle there after it rained. But yeah, everything was metal. I mean, the 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 I almost said Ferris wheel, but it's not Ferris wheel. The, like the little merry-go-round thing, um, that whole thing was metal. I remember, you know, of course, running around it as fast as you could, then jumping on and trying not to be flung off. But everything on it was metal. I mean, there was there was like I said, it's a it's a miracle we didn't all die at some point or really break something at some point. And the thing that killed me is it's after I I don't know if it's after high school or after I went into junior high and. There was no more playgrounds. I, I vaguely remember at some point, because everything, the playground was gravel. At some point, I don't know who thought this was a good idea. They blacktopped over the gravel, I guess, for maintenance purposes. Well, that seems really good. A metal slide, a metal structure on blacktop that does nothing but absorb heat and radiate it back out. I don't know what that was about. Did, they, did, oh, did you guys still have all the gravel and stuff? Oh, gosh. So it went from gravel to like this spongy, rubbery kind of material. Like I said, I, I, I feel like I was really in a transition period between 
two different generations of playgrounds and 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 and, and the way you're describing yours it kind of it, it kind of reminded me of like like it feels to me like every generation has what they think of as their playground every generation can be defined by the playground that they think of in their childhood and 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 especially and as a parent it's it's actually been really cool to see what the next generation looks like that 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 to me was is is has been really neat because there's a lot of really cool things going on in 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 that design space i mean honestly like and and one of the one of the first things that that you and i were talking about was like multi-generational playgrounds like they have playgrounds now that are coming out where you know they have stuff on the playground that is useful for people of all ages because like i personally still love playgrounds it's just the playgrounds that i would go to these days like i i I was actually a really big fan of American Ninja Warrior before we had kids. And so we actually went to American Ninja Warrior gyms and they're essentially just large playgrounds for kid for grown up kids. And so like for me, I would love to go to a playground that was more like my speed, but you know, you, you gotta, you gotta pay to get into those these days. But now they're doing multi-generational playgrounds that have like stuff for everybody. So they have like, uh, elliptical machines that might be useful if you're older and trying to avoid high impact activities. So, so self-powered little elliptical machines that you can, uh, an older individual might be able to run on uh, while grandkids play on their little bit of the playground, which you know would would include your typical slide and monkey bars and and all that other stuff that little kids are significantly more at ease with doing than me as a thirty year old, even up. I still can do monkey bars though. That is that is one achievement that I still have. <laughs> well, you can always bend your knees and hang there. So I, I can totally see that happening. But no, I think that's one of those things that would be really, really cool to do is that, you know, that that if you are a parent, you can go there and, and you can play while your kids are playing and not just always think, you know, parents going and sitting on a bench watching the kids play versus actually being part of that experience. Now, of course, I can't do that because then I'm just the creepy old guy at the playground with all the kids. So that's something to consider. But I can see doing that. I mean, I can see being a parent and maybe there's some rock climbing stuff that you could do or other things that, that could keep you occupied and keep you because, you know, I think part of the playground thing is about being healthy and getting outside and getting exercise. And so that's that's sort of a different thing that the other thing too is that and i i think i i don't know if this is where is the condition at the park the playgrounds where you guys go to but this whole idea about inclusive playgrounds so you have kids in wheelchairs and kids who are differently abled in some way or form still having structures and still having areas where they can actually play and participate with the other kids and i i don't know is that is that a thing where you guys go or is that just something that you know, as a, as an architect, we we just know about because in some ways, you know, there's all these things. Sort of, you'll you'll see it and read about it and share it, and and it kind of gets around. I guess I don't know. Yeah. So there's actually there's and I've been seeing them more and more, but be, because as a parent, you're you're most of your weekends revolve around finding ways to keep your kids busy, and and one of the best and cheapest ways is a free playground down the street. So a lot of young children parenting just involves 
around just going to the playground. And so, but so we've, we've been through, we've been through quite a few. We actually made it a mission when during COVID to go find as many outdoor different playgrounds as possible. But anyway, long story. Uh, yeah, there's, there, there have been a lot more parks that we've gone to lately that like they, they are just studies in ADA code. And it's fascinating to me as an architect to see all the little bits of code because I, I did a lot of ADA stuff working with assisted living. So you live and breathe that type of stuff when you're in that particular industry. And so now you're going to the playgrounds and you're saying, oh, well, the ramps are all the the one to 12 slope. They all have breaks where where the the ramp starts and stops in the correct places and 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 it's it, my architect brain is just working overtime just seeing how many how many little ada easter eggs can i find in this playground and and again it, it, boy i sound really cool when i say that <laughs> i know some some someday your kids are going to be listening to this going god dad was a nerd well we knew he was a nerd i mean you met him right but yeah, I, I think I would imagine most most architecture parents probably have that that similar experience. You know, the other thing too is is you're probably seeing I'm I've been guessing a lot of different materials too because because you know the the architects and and landscape architects that have to design these spaces. There's always that I think constant move. I think every time at the at the architecture national architecture conference in the expo floor, there's always at least one vendor with playground equipment that's talking about new stuff and new materials. You know, like, like you were saying, you had you had wood and metal, and I had basically metal, and everything. I think, I guess, is shifting to plastic. Are you are you seeing mostly like a heavy duty plastic, or are you still getting some metal and wood throwing around there? Um, so most most of what I'm seeing these days has been plastic is heavy duty plastic with with metal structure to to keep it up because uh, and you're familiar with this but it's just that heat like especially in texas you're you're you're, you get those playgrounds will get hit with a ton of heat during the day and and she's putting a blacktop underneath i'm like (laughs) that doesn't help uh but yeah so most new playgrounds are made of plastic to help prevent that and and also to to alleviate my splinter concerns because I'm, I'm sure there were some parents that had to pull out splinters out of their kids. Where did you get this? Oh, we were at the playground today. And, and of course it, it happens so, so often. So the, the plastic serves so many purposes from preventing splinters or, or even just burns that you get from the metal play structures. But the other thing that's really cool that they're doing now is, is you'll see a lot of fabric structures up above the playground. And, you know, some of the, yeah, when I first saw them, I thought, oh, you know, maybe it's there for, uh, maybe you're there to get before, before I became a parent, I was like, oh, maybe they're just getting style points. You know, it looks cool, you know, whatever. But then I was like, well, it doesn't do anything for you from a rain perspective because it's, 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 it's fabric. So it's still not keeping, it'll keep some of the rain off, but not the majority of it. And it's like, Oh no, it's to, it's to provide shade, some overall shade for the the playgrounds themselves. So again, just more built in sun protection. And I just, that, that to me was really cool. That would have gone a long way when I was a kid, definitely a long, <laughs> long way. Cause 
Yeah, I mean, that, that's and of course, you know, the nice thing about playgrounds are just built out in the open. There's no trees. They don't want to, you know, cover over everything and and that sort of business. So yeah, that would have been would have been wonderful and all that metal to actually have something to cover it. But you, but you brought up brought up something that I think takes us right into what we what we wanted to end with. It was you know that's the this whole idea of these these fabric structures because you know when when you're little and you're playing and especially if you're stuck inside. I don't know how how parents survive this. But you know, when you're stuck inside, you you sort of play with what you have and, and you build with what you have. And I did this, and I th- I'm sure it will, you probably did this, and your siblings and kids are probably still doing it to this day, that you you would make your fort or an inside tent out of existing blankets and sheets and stuff, and you just figure out how to get everything to kind of I remember like wedging it between couch cushions to kind of, you know, and then up over this thing and then down over this thing and wedge it in another uh, cushion somewhere to kind of, kind of keep the structure together and then kind of, you know, shimming underneath it. So yeah, it's, it's, I, I guess in some ways every kid has that experience with sort of this fabric structure, but it's just, instead of, you know, some sort of industrial fabric that's going to hold up for the next 40 years, it's, mom sheets that she probably doesn't really want you <laughs> isn't really imagining that's something you're going to be playing with oh yeah the, the the twins are really into that these days they 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 cover all of their play structures like this morning we have this kind of pyramid structure and and they had covered the entire thing in blankets and were hidden inside of it and like oh we're camping dad okay yeah you guys keep doing that that is awesome but it was really cool to see. And for me personally, because like, like, oh, I used to do that too. And, and so you get a little bit, a little bit of that nostalgia factor in there. But on top of that, like, so not only are they using like fabric and, and blankets and, and, and what I as an architect would think of as a really cool way of building, but there are, you've also got like blocks where and 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 this is just me the architecture geek again like my 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 kids were were arranging these big i guess fabric blocks that they have and and in new ways so that they could put their stuffed animals in between them and so they had like their stuffed animal and then a block and the stuffed animal block and they were rearranging it in such a way that they built this entire castle for their stuffed animals out of blocks and other things and it's like Oh, that's that kind of reminds me of a of a house that uh, Marlon Blackwell did, where they he was showcasing the honey that the owner was producing. It's like, oh man, like this architecture, parenting, kids thing. Boy, it's just got my mind going nuts. And 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 back to the fabric bit. It was it was it was really cool because like I personally went on a bit of a so uh, of course I did that too. The blankets covering whatever surface we could find, but then. I get into architecture school and the same thing happened there where I kind of went on a bit of a fabric architecture kick as well, because, you know, surprisingly, there's a lot of uses that you can get out of different materials in architecture. I mean, as we were discussing with playgrounds and all that, but like at the most recent World Cup, like you had one of the stadiums was designed to look like a traditional Arab tent structure. You had another one um, that Qatar had before the World Cup, but they added, it was the Khalifa International Stadium, and they added this massive fabric structure on top of it to make it more, one, to make it more habitable because it's in, it's a stadium in the middle of the desert. So you got to have some kind of shade, but fabric architecture, I feel like is one of those lesser explored 
avenues that I feel like could get a little bit more attention. And it's really cool to see as, as a parent and as an architect, how different places are using fabric in new ways to, to really liven up the, the existing architecture. Well, and it makes me wonder too, is if, you know, these, these architects that are designing with it is, are they having a little bit of nostalgia and going back to when they were kids and they used to do that? You know, is that, is that what's driving some of this is their own memories in that? I mean, yeah, it's, it's that idea of, of blocking out sun and making things more habitable. But at the same time, it's like, oh, we used to do this as kids. This is kind of fun. I, I'd, I'd be curious to ask if that's, that was anywhere within their thinking. But interesting thing about the blocks. I thought that's, that's pretty cool that your kids, and, and you have to wonder, is that a precursor to in the future of them becoming architects or becoming interested in design? Because that's a very unusual I think way to unusual way to play and build because you're really talking about creating almost a uh, I want to say a running bond of shapes and, and so yeah so so it's going to be I think it'll be interesting when when they start getting older if they still play that way or if they still see things that way and and create it uh, <laughs> of course. Me, me being the person I am, all I could think was, you know, hey, daddy, we're look, look, we're camping. That's great, kids. You keep camping. I'm going to go have a vodka tonic and just let them play. Oh, oh, oh. So, so the, 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 the parenting version of that is, oh, you guys keep playing. I'm going to go back to bed and sleep for another hour. And I'm pretty sure that's what ended up happening. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, cool. That's, I mean, this thing, you know, and, and, It'll be interesting to see as they get older how things change and, and maybe how, how you're looking at this as a parent. Also, not to mention, as your business keeps growing and it keeps going along, does it feel less like a child? And <laughs> or are you going to hit those terrible teen years and just not know what to do? But yeah, that's, that's really, I mean, like I said, guys, this is, this is sort of the annual parenting update and, and just fascinating that I think as a parent that this is what you're you're coming across and what you're experiencing because I suspect that that most parents don't look at playgrounds the way you look at playgrounds or look at the shade structures that you, the way you look at it. So yeah, so it'd be it'd be interesting to to talk to other architects and find out, you know, other architects or parents that they've sort of gone through that experience. And and as you guys know, if if you want to reach out to us, you can always do that. We're always happy to answer any questions and you can reach me at Larry at SpottedDogArchitecture.com or at SpottedDogArch on Instagram and Twitter. But if you have a playground-specific question, I'm going to guess you really want to talk to Matthew. And you can find me at Matthew at AddingArchitecture.com or you can find our podcast on Instagram at ArchGeeksPodcasts and on the internet at architecturegeeks.com. So I think that's where we'll end it for the day. When, I did want to sneak in one last cool bit about fabric architecture, because again, I went on a little bit of a kick, but they're actually using fabric arch- fabric to, to like the, they'll blow up like for concrete structures. So they'll, they'll have an initial formwork of a fabric that they'll inflate into a certain size and then they'll put the steel structure and then they'll put another piece of fabric on the outside and blow that up as well. And then you insert the concrete in there and then the concrete hardens between these two fabric structures that are being 
supported by just the the air and the machinery continuing to blow the air. And then when the concrete dries enough, you just remove the the fabric and boom, there you go. So yeah, there's another little cool little fabric tidbit at the end of the episode. But yes, I think that's where we're going to end it. I know I'm a geek. Jeez. Just get used to it, guys. That's where we're at these days. Yes. And I, I totally expect that there will be a podcast later this year, all about fabric structure. So that may just be a, a glimpse of what you're going to be going to be hearing in the future. And we hope everyone's doing well and we will talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.